Okay, guys, we are back. It's been a month. It's been a freaking month, man. Unbelievable. That's the longest layoff we've had. It is. And it was, yeah, I mean, look, obviously we had the holidays. Yep. A couple other things popped up and, you know, kind of Life, took us life was happening pretty hard and fast. Pretty hard and fast is a good way to put it. But we're back. We are back. I'm excited. I told you, I was at the gym this morning and I'm, you know, I'm getting after a little bit and I'm like, God damn, we got a podcast, man. I, yeah. You know? And uh, it's funny because, you know, five o'clock comes pretty quick. <laughs> you know? It does. It comes very quick. And I'm up and I'm like, I just had extra juice this morning. And I've had a lot of juice lately. I mean, just in general. You know, I've been kicked in the stones a little bit over the last couple of months. But I had a lot of juice, man. A lot of positive energy this morning. Nice. I was like, man, let's freaking. You're vibing, as they say. I was vibing. I was vibing. Good, dude. Let's usually get that's usually that's my recliner with the massaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally got back in the cold punch today. Um, I vowed not to uh, share the videos anymore. I think we Why? hit our we hit our quota. Why? Did you? You think we hit our quota? Well, I'll, it's a I'll, new year, new you. Well, I'll tell you this. I uh, <laughs> I'm I get the hell out of here with that, dude. I told you. I, somebody I said know, that to me, man. I'm like, well, what the hell have you been doing in the last 40 some odd years of your life? Well, dude, admittedly, I, I'm not, a, obviously, I'm not a new year, new you guy. If, if, if something comes into my mind on December 7th, well, a, date, a date which will live in infamy, yeah. I, uh, I don't wait until January 1st. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, right now. Look at the gym. I built the gym before yes. the new year at my house. Uh, however, I do find a little bit of value in sitting down on like the, the first or the second and writing some goals out for the year. That's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the, and, and honestly, nothing really changes for me. No. It, and, and it's a consistent path. It, it we, yeah. It's a consistent path forward that, you know, I, I'm a, and you know, I'm a, I think we're all pretty much the same wavelength when it comes to that. You know, I mean, I always say new year, same me. I've, freaking like who i am for the most part i like ed i like i like to add on some challenges but, and, and whittle away some unnecessary bullshit but the core of the things you've been doing for the longest time the have stayed the same yeah you know i'm not gonna go you know what my goal is this year i'm gonna put on 20 pounds of fat dude i think you could do it I, you know what goals <laughs> hashtag goals well I'll, I'll say this one of the things that that i notice and i'm not gonna point fingers or name names for like hypothetically i wouldn't like name my wife <laughs> like I wouldn't do that but you know like typically people are like oh I'm gonna wait for New Year's I'm gonna yeah. wait for the New Year New yeah, Year and then those last two two weeks of the of the of December they're digging a hole so goddamn deep that like when January 1st rolls around you were already up yeah. here now you dip this low yes with your shitty diet and like yep. you didn't work out for two weeks well I'm starting January 1st no well, now getting started is infinitely harder than it would have been yeah. if you just started on December 14th. I took, I admittedly took the week, uh, the holiday week off, okay? I mean, again, you know, there was stuff going on. So I took the week off uh, from going to the gym. Yeah. I was on PTO from work, so I said, I'm just going to enjoy, embrace. But that being said... What have I been doing the whole year from January 1st last year until, you know. Yeah, and the amount of work Friday you put 23rd. in. The amount of work you put in 51 weeks, one week off was probably the best thing you could have done for your body. Exactly. And it, here's a funny one. So now Jack, obviously, is young. He's a ute. He's 16. He took the week off as well from the gym. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Dad, my, you know, my lifts are down. I go, Jack, your body needed a break. Yeah. I go, rest. 
is a major piece of growth, believe it or not. You can't just go, 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 go. Your body breaks down, has no time to right. repair itself. You needed that break. So you may take a quote unquote dip for a little bit, but you watch. Your numbers are going to be even better than they were before because you took a little break. Yeah, it's. I think it's the same as as in jujitsu. Like <clears throat> people get people get really upset about the plateau, which yeah. I understand. But I, one of the things Professor Brian Walter up at headquarters would always say: learn to love the plateaus. Yeah. And for a few, we've talked about it before, I think. But but mainly, he would say love the plateaus because you know what comes after that, right? It's, you're going to kind of like bump up. But I don't even know if 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 the graph looks like a plateau with an incline, a plateau with an incline, I think it's a little bit more like an incline, a slight decline. Yeah. Incline, slight decline. At least it, it feels that way. And I think that's- Definitely that's a, feels that way. It feels that way for sure, for a lot of reasons. And here's two main reasons why it feels like you have a little dip. Number one, to get one of those inclines, one of those spikes in like your skill and, and how you feel on the mat in general, you got to start expanding your game a little yes. bit, and when you open up your game, you're gonna you're gonna be incompetent in certain areas. Yes. So it's gonna look or feel like you're kind of dipping. And secondly, nobody progresses at the same rate. Nope. So even if you're kind of status quo, a few people in your peer group are gonna be going up while you're chilling. But the beauty of that is you're gonna catch their tailcoats, and you're gonna thing. end up growing. It's the old Irish whip. Yes. Is it the Irish whip? I in, have no idea. In, Miracle uh, whip. No. What is it? In roller derby, remember <laughs> roller derby? <laughs> right after WWF, you know, they, you know yes. they get like a bunch of heavyweight women and they throw <laughs> roller skates on them. Yes. The, I think the Irish whip was where, where they the threw two chicks the would grab their yeah. hand. And <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, think of your progress as, as roller the Irish derby. Whip. Some heavyweight punk chicks with roller skates this on. This is the first you ahead. comparison between jujitsu and roller derby has They're, ever been. That's put what together. we're here for, guys. But anyway, yeah, we missed. So the last podcast was December sixteenth. We yep. missed the holidays, you know, New Year, the start of the year, the whole shebang. And we're keeping the tradition alive where Tony and I both have COVID for the New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's always fun. Which. No big deal because I'm not going out partying anyway. Yeah. It would be nice to ring in the new year like with you guys and stuff like that. But yeah, whatever. I was in the sauna. One thing that I don't like about having COVID every new year is we've got these like I, I have all these lofty plans for like, you know, New Year's Day, like content for the Academy, yeah. like a video, like ringing in the new year, like a recap of 2022. We didn't get to do any of that the last two years. No, we haven't. But, you know. It's all you guys know what 2022 was like. Exactly, it was powerful. It was huge. The school growth. Oh man, like gigantic. Yeah, it was. It was massive. The amount of new students we welcomed. But just beyond the, that, like yeah, I, that's the thing is, I mean, the growth. I I would I say that the growth from my in my point of view was expected because we know what we have here and we know when people come in. Yeah, they see what we have here and they experience. The magic of the mat, and not just the mat, just the freaking atmosphere and the team we have. Yeah, they the see tribe. your beard, and it's the. Gl I got so many people to say, "I only stay because of your beard." I I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the. I think your beard is in the new student handbook, by the way. <laughs> um, but you know the the huge growth, you know the influx of new students. It's a it's a byproduct of the improvements that we made yeah. to the program, and that's one of the huge things. Anytime we get together. 
it's all about, all right, how do we make the first 30 days for a new student as welcoming as possible? How do we like, you know, demystify all the yeah. the things that we take for granted in jujitsu, but then beyond that first 30 days, how do we make it so somebody can get into their blue belt pretty easily? And one of the things we might've talked about on the podcast, I don't, I don't even know if we did. One of the things that was really eye-opening to me was one of my my uh, mentors. I'm working with this this group of really really incredible like martial arts guys. Um, one of my mentors, he had me really dive in, like stop, just kind of like going by feel, sit down, actually track all your stats. You know, because yeah. everybody just assumes when you when you lose like you know 20 students in a month in in jujitsu. That the majority of them are going to be blue belts. Yeah. Why? Because the blues. blue bell blues, the yeah. blue bell blues. You guys have heard me, you know, wax poetic about it and like, you know, yeah. beat that dead horse about blue bell blues. Well, when we actually sat down and looked at all the numbers, we don't really lose blue belts. Yeah. I, th I think we did solve the blue bell blues. That, that doesn't really seem to be the case. It's white belts. Yes. And not only that, it, we're losing white belts early on. Which is frustrating it's frustrating so what does that tell me it's look the truth is tony who is merciless when it comes to <laughs> talking about people who quit jujitsu which is hilarious because he's the kindest guy in the yeah. world like he's got the biggest heart he loves everybody he hugs everybody yeah and uh Unless you quit jujitsu, then it was a punch in the throat and then there's like only one special place in hell where you belong exactly no, that's hyperbole, but I could tell you that uh, I take I take that personal because I when somebody quits. Yeah, because well, I mean you, I, that I means teach you the got fundamentals you classes. got fired is yeah, what happens. Exactly. And you know, I, I try to I try to immerse myself into the class. I try to really give everything that I, which we all do, but I, I do it a little more in the fundamentals class even more than if I was teaching an intermediate class because when I'm teaching an intermediate or an advanced class so it's more details sharing details of other things yeah, instead of presenting a new horizon of information yes, I'm glad that you're aware of that yeah and and we, we talk about this like in the fundamentals program we paint in broad strokes yeah. because our job at that point is to help somebody fall in love with jujitsu exactly and when the, by the time even in intermediate class they've been they've got three stripes on their white belt, they're well on their journey. Yes, you know what I mean. Like they've got their own machete in their hand and a headlamp. Yep, and they're hacking away at the weeds. And yep. your job is to you know be a couple steps ahead. Hey, this way, this way. Whereas with the fundamentals, you're standing at the base of the mountain and you're explaining like what's about to yes. happen. And you're like, look how mysterious this mountain this is. is. Look up at the top, that yep. shiny like gold, uh, you know, treasure trove. That's yeah. where I'm trying to get you. Yep. And you're spinning this yarn of jujitsu. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Take 10 people. Like let's just hypothetically you take 10 white belts, adults, yes. kids, very different kids. Yes. There's so many other factors like mom and dad are invested in making sure that they show up and, there's a different kind of thing. The adults, it's nobody's like telling you to get off the couch. You mm -hmm. got to make up your own mind to get up that day. So if you take 10 typical people who are just starting martial arts, jujitsu especially is way harder. How many of them are, are even going to make it to like their first like group class or their second? Say they enrolled on a Tuesday. A lot of them aren't even going to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just, for whatever reason, they lack... They lack whatever you want to call it, the discipline, the self-motivation, whatever you want to call it. They, 
out of those, it might be that. I think that the, I, I think people are good at talking themselves out of yes. things. Yeah. But anyway, you take those 10 people right off the bat, probably two of them just aren't going to show back up. Yeah. Which is, that sucks. That does. But it happens. All right. And then you take the remaining eight and then they do show up and they show up a few times and then they encounter the next hurdle, which the first one was just getting back off the couch. Yeah. For some people is too much. The next hurdle is like the first really physically and mentally challenging aspect of jujitsu. Like they're trying to hit a butterfly sweep and they just can't fucking do it. Yeah. And then something in their brain is like, this Quit. isn't for me. Quit. They don't come back. Yeah. That sucks. Then that's like two or three more people. So right off the bat, we're down to like 50%. I just, I, just I know we shake our head, but the truth is like, you got to expect there's going to be some attrition. Our job, our job is how do we make it so those two original hurdles just aren't there? How do we make it so compelling and appealing that the laziest, most, uh, you know, the least confident, the least disciplined person in the whole world is just so compelled and so enthralled with the prospect of looking up at that mountain that they force themselves to come back on Thursday. Because yes. if they can just do that three, four, five times, we know that like they're on the path. Yeah. And once they're on the path, it's just too goddamn exciting to go back. The one thing that I, I think we learn is many people look at the mountain and they say, man, I can't wait to come down. What about all the lessons you're going to learn climbing the mountain? Um, yeah. What about all the things you're going to gain climbing the mountain? You mean like I can't wait until I'm not climbing anymore? Yeah. So my legs I can't wait to come down. Well, yeah. when you come, oh, it's going to be quicker coming down. Okay. Well, there's no coming down. There's no coming down, especially in this mountain. The beauty of this mountain is you climb and you climb and you climb. And it's not laborious. It's fulfilling. Well, let me answer this because you've done it. As have I. Let's call the, the peak of the first mountain black belt. When you get to that peak, you realize what? There's a hell of a lot more jujitsu. Dude, that wasn't the peak. It's not the peak. That was like the first ridge. That is, you know, we talk about pro progression through jujitsu and, you know, the different steps. Very early on, it's a myopic view, meaning you're going, man, I wanted my stripes. Then it's, I want my blue belt. Then it's, I want my purple belt, and then I want my brown. Now, as I could stand at one of the, the, what I feel is the first tier, which is black belt, I look down and go, that was nothing. I mean, the truth is it's not it the first is. tier. It is not. No, it's not. But in but, terms of like pop culture and people's yes. like perception, yeah. it probably is. Yeah. Until you start doing it. Yes. There was a meme, I think it was uh, Professor Josh. Jarvis. Was it Jarvis posted that? Jarvis did, yeah. That was awesome. I saved it off. Where you're like climbing, climbing, climbing. I'm almost at the top. Yeah, And then you belt. get the black belt. It's yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. There's, there's a, a hell of You want to talk about perfect timing. That was so profound in, in a meme. And it was awesome. And it's like, it's so true. But you know what? I, I didn't get my black belt and go, I'm done. There's the finish line. I got my black belt and went, God, let's train tomorrow. Yeah, dude. You know, I, let's look, get I, I didn't really get. I I don't think I was good at jujitsu until like two years into black belt. That's where I'm at. Where I'm like, God, I'm just. A lot of times, it's frustrating. I'm like, Jesus Christmas, man. Yeah, but thank God, thank on? God, it's frustrating. 
Yes. If it weren't, like, it wouldn't be challenging enough. It's a, I don't, so, I, I'm not look, here playing video games. Dude, I've been kicking this book around for yes, a while now. Grit, I'm going to have to grab that. Grit, this one's for one. you. Take this home. Awesome. I bought a bunch of copies just to hand out to people. So I don't want to oversimplify this book, Grit, but it, it just applies to what we do so well. And yes. Like uh, a couple of like key points from this. We the last time I think we talked about like her science of achievement, where it's you know most people mistake talent for achievement. Like talent does not equal achievement. No. And we talked about this. Yeah. Like really, it's your talent times effort. You that's skill acquisition. Yes. So you, talent doesn't even even mean skill. No. Talent is just like your your potential to develop skill. Yeah. Right. But your talent times effort equals your skill. But skill doesn't equal achievement. Yeah. I mean, skill in itself is an achievement, but you haven't affected the world yet. Yes. It's not until you apply effort to the skill you develop, developed that you have the achievement. Yes. And the great news there is that effort is the main catalyst in this formula. Yes. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's data en en entered twice. Um, that's one really important aspect that I got out of the book so far. And another big one is, like, really, what's grit? Grit is, is passion and perseverance. The ability to have passion and perseverance over time. So, and this is like a little bit from Naval Ravikant, who that's another book, guys. Like the Almanac of uh, Naval. I think some people call it the Navalmanac. Navalmanac. Naval Ravikant. It's just so powerful. It's so good, so succinct. And there's so many nuggets. And it's such an easy read. You, you guys should definitely pick it up. But he, he says, like, and, and, you know, it kind of mirrors what she says. Step one in like success or achievement or grit, any of these things is, is you gotta, you gotta develop interest in the thing first. Yes. You gotta develop interest in the thing first. And that goes back to what we were just talking about. Like how do we make it so the white belts don't leave early on? We have to help them find that interest mm -hmm. first. The interest is first. And then that's kind of where like the passion comes into play. That interest develops over time. It turns, it's kind of like infatuation turns into love, mm -hmm. you know? And then perseverance, yes. your ability to do it time and time again across days, across months, across years. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about us understanding that I, the other I haven't side, heard you say that in a year. Right, there you since go. last year. Since last year. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. But, you know, the great thing about us understanding that the, it's only a ridge and then the real mountain is behind yeah. it. and. That's person like there's no final des there's only one final destination. I'm not ready for that. You're one. not ready for it. Yeah. You know? And even look, the truth is, the truth is, we probably are not gonna train until the day we die, unless we die on the mat. Right? Yeah. But I, Elio did it, you yeah. know, like if we develop a good enough culture in here where when we're eighty, there's there's twenty two year old blue belts who won't try to break us in half yep. we'll train yes we'll find a way it'll be fun but we're not going to be able to do what we do right now when we're 80 at this well it, no, it's, no, in, no unless no. It's some crazy be. scientific i don't know man. <laughs> you never you know never man. Know. like i'm rooting for those those bastards to i come used up with to some, say especially when i was younger that if i was to go i would do the bodhi yeah bodhi's he's not coming back i would go you know because i mean i loved Love still do with a passion, even though I don't I don't surf anymore. I just don't. I'm not down at the beach. I don't live across the street from the beach anymore, from quality waves. But I used to say I would love to go out 
doing something you love, something doing challenging, something, something going out on a massive wave, make the drop and then get barreled, and then it closes out on me. So and I go out, and it's probably look. I'm sure you love. I surfing. did it my way. I'm sure you yeah. love surfing, but but I think that way of going out is way more symbolic. Yes, it's more symbolic. more symbolic than anything. So my point was. Even if we're not doing this thing, yeah. you know, in like 25, 30 years or whatever, maybe less, it's going to be replaced by something else that requires climbing, the yes. effort, that, that scaling that mountain that has no end. Yeah. That, you know, the, the one thing, the beautiful thing about jujitsu is if you have never really encountered a passion that provides you to work hard to achieve, work hard for acknowledgement in the sense of stripes and ranking and stuff like that. Once you do this, I believe that your wiring changes. Yes. The other thing I think you find is that you find that the steps upward are the, I guess you could say the carrot. Every time you, you take a bite of that carrot, you took a step. And that well, doesn't well, have how to are be you being rewarded. You're being by progress on the mat. I right, swear to God, you can even go deeper. There's I'm, there's so biological. I'm to be on the outside. Yeah, the biological thing. Oh, that, you're being rewarded with dopamine and exactly. serotonin and all that stuff is invaluable. And I know I've said it before. And I, you know, I was I was I, breaking news, guys. I listen to podcasts. A lot of them, you know, military based guys. And it was uh, one of the SEAL Team Six guys was talking about. And it, he was talking about the benefit of being in the fight, whether it's training, whether it's on the mat, because he does jujitsu. Most of them all, it seems like most of those guys all do jujitsu. Yeah. But they were saying the benefits of all the challenges that you encounter in training, on the mat, how they benefit you off the mat is immeasurable. How you encounter a difficult situation, your wiring before you started doing that training your interaction and what you would give as the result, your you know how you would act in that situation is totally different. And one hundred, almost I think I forget the number, the percentage that he used, but immeasurably better choices will be made because you've encountered the battle so many times and yeah. you're used to it. And, and and the science there is just as you can condition like your your metabolism, you can uh, condition your muscles, yeah. you can condition your stress responses. Exactly. That's one of the big benefits of the cold plunge. Yes. And the cold showers. Cold sh so, you know, my plunge was leaking for a few weeks. Like, you know, I had COVID and then we went on Did vacation. Did you watch an infomercial by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I didn't know why my freaking cold plunge was leaking. So you guys all saw the videos like around Christmas when there was like six inches of ice. I was hacking away at it with a, a fucking axe. Uh, and then and then I got COVID, so I backed off for a little bit. Then we, we went away. We went to Mexico for a little bit. And when I got back, I refilled it because it looked like pond scum. And um, But it wasn't leaking when I had the pond scum because I think it was just clogging it. <laughs> And then I cleaned it out, refilled it, went back in the morning, you know, bright and early. I was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, and it was empty. And I was mm. like, God damn it, the, the valve must be leaking. So I tightened the hell out of it, refilled it, went back out in the morning. It was leaked. And I was like, now I got to get the caulk, and I got to do quick seal and all this crap. Damn it. So I, And then it started raining. So you can't do any of that in the rain. So I wait until a nice day, and then finally I clean it all out. I guess I put the axe right through the bottom <laughs> of the thing. But luckily I had the... 
flex seal. I slapped the tape on there, and this morning I was right back in it. And I'll tell you what, dude, you lose your cold conditioning very quickly. Very quickly. I, I did two minutes, and it was like challenging. Oh, Whereas sure. th- those videos I put up around <laughs> Christmas, where you were doing like three and a half, four minutes, three and a half, four minutes, yeah. but chilling. Yeah. Literally just sitting there, not shivering. Yeah. All good in the hood. All gone. It's all gone. Yep. But I'll get it back. Yeah. That's okay. I'm into the showers. I started doing the shower. The shower hurts more than the cold plunge. It's 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 little daggers. It's yeah. just physiologically, it, you don't get the same response. That's I want to I want to get to this because this was part of what we were talking about. I was talking about Naval, and he was like, the first step is interest. You have to develop an interest into something. So, it's along the same lines of of from grit. What Angela? I like it. Leave it. My wife does it. <laughs> Melissa does the same thing. I get like the little clear. <laughs> Drop on the tip of my nose. I was just I, I, in my mind. I just went to it. I went to DraftKings for an over under time until <laughs> it's it not drops. Gonna drip. It does it. It'll stay there all day. Pete just got up to get me tissues. There we go. Are you, are you less distracted? Yes. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So so she talks about like there's these four there's four um, characteristics I guess you could say of of developing grit and. It's very in line with what Naval was talking about, and it's very in line with like our thought process on welcoming white belts in, and like mm-hmm. like how do we onboard? How do we hold their hand through the first hard steps? In essence, how do we help them fall in love with jujitsu? And then once that happens, like their engines running, they're on their own. It's like kind of like giving them a jump start with yeah. your car. She says, first comes interest, right? Like you got to passion comes from intrinsically enjoying what you do, right? She says, every gritty person I've studied can point to aspects of their work they enjoy less than others. Most have to put up with like bullshit. She doesn't say that. But they're captivated by the endeavor as a whole. Well, that's like me with like running the school. Yeah. Dude, there's parts of this shit I hate. Like I've got these voicemails that I didn't realize that because I get calls all day. So I ignore them all. And then the other day I was like, let me just check these. And they're like really important fucking calls. <laughs> and I'm like, just I hate it, dude. Like, it makes my heart drop. Like, I, I don't want to have to call these people. It's yeah. just stuff I don't want to do. But I I will gladly put up with that bullshit because it's part of the whole. Like, mm-hmm. this whole endeavor. I'm just so interested in investing in the school and making it better. Beyond just my own training. Yeah. that's I, I'm lucky there. There's passion there. Next comes the capacity to practice. The capacity to practice. That means you could show up and do the thing. Yeah, you got to do it. Like, you don't you don't get bored drilling and things like that. She says, one form of perseverance is the daily discipline of trying to do things better than we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? To be gritty is to resist complacency. Whatever it takes, I want to improve. Mm-hmm. Resist complacency. That, I mean, you don't really get to be complacent in jujitsu. That's the good thing. That is a beautiful thing, and that's one of the reasons that people become gritty here. It's not, it's not only the, the it's definitely the environment, and it's definitely the practice of training. But, but you don't get to just be complacent. Yeah. Why? Because it's so goddamn painful. Mm-hmm. You know, because the people around you are going to get so much better. And not only that, it's not. If we were in like a karate class and we were all started at the same time, we we're all peer groups. You know, there's A students and there's D students, but but it, you know, as long as we're all trying our hardest, we kind of stay together. Yeah. But if I got really complacent and I didn't really improve, and you started doing spinning hook kicks and all the fancy shit, that would like kind of like hurt my ego a little bit. But there's really no physical repercussions. 
Yeah. In jujitsu. Oh, there's friends. Yeah, in jujitsu, if all my peer group gets really good and I put zero effort into getting better, yeah. there are some dire physical consequences. I'm yes. getting fucking strangled yes. by my friends. Yeah. I am clearly the bottom rung of the ladder. And mm-hmm. that's painful, both physically and emotionally. Yeah, that's man- motivation. Mentally. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. So you can't be complacent. So like the you know, the environment really kind of grows the organism there. Um, and then third is purpose. Purpose. That kind of comes that, on a personal level in jujitsu. Like we talk about it a lot. Like we we find purpose here because I think one of the reasons jujitsu brings so much purpose into like the recreational student's life is it checks all those biological boxes. Yeah. You know. And I was listening to a podcast with Max Lugavere or whatever, the Genius Life. He had that Harvard scientist who he inherited this study. Like everybody's probably heard of the study, but. Harvard, starting in like 1930, started doing this happiness study where they followed people for like their entire lives. Mm-hmm. I think almost, I think one guy is, is still alive from the original cohort. Wow. Um, but they, it's the longest running like study, sociological yeah. study. And now this, the guy who's on the podcast, he's at Harvard and he's been there for like 40 years. Now he's following their their kids. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this ongoing thing about happiness. And you probably wouldn't be shocked to, to hear that like some of the main aspects of like what makes for a happy life is relationships, personal connections with people, like deep, meaningful relationships. And then the other one is like physical health. Yeah. Exercising. Yep. Now where would you find two two things? Those two things. Hmm. Oh my God, I'm looking at it right there at that window. Yeah, so like legitimate like personal relationships. That's like where all this like purpose comes from yep. in jiu-jitsu, I think. Yeah. And the ability to like set and achieve goals. And it just all happens. And you check all these boxes in one place. So what you're saying is it behooves you. It behooves you to get on the fucking mat. There and you then go. lastly, number four is hope. Hope. I like that one. Hope. She says it defines every stage of grit from the beginning to the end. It's inestimably, that's a good word, that's inestimably good important to learn to keep going even when things are difficult. Is that hope? If we stay down, grit loses. If we get up, grit prevails. Yeah. That's so huge. Depends. That is huge. That's just like, I mean, I don't know. You, you go out, you have a bad role, and you go, oh, I'm done. We never have. I just don't see how it happens. No, dude. And I got to say, a lot of times when I think of this stuff, like Ross comes to mind because he experiences failure in every single class. And usually when I'm watching. Yeah. It might only be when I'm watching. He knows you're watching. But and that's why. undoubtedly, <laughs> when I watch him perform the technique of the day, he's going to fail. Yeah. And imagine any other place where every single time your instructor is watching you, whether it's like, say, your boss at work or like your your significant other is tr- is watching you try to accomplish yeah. something and you fail every fucking time. Most people will we just kind of give up and yeah. shrink away from it. He doesn't quit. No. No, and and I mean most of us don't. Yeah. Most of in any given Saturday, for example, Saturday was packed, man. We had like, I don't know, 45 people here on the mat training. So you got to think there's what 22 groups of of people doing randori. There was more than that on the mat Saturday. Probably. I'm pretty sure. Probably, but how many of them are are quote unquote like winning at that time, succeeding. I wouldn't even say fifty percent, no, because a lot of them are stalemating. Yeah, so maybe that's true. Maybe twenty percent of people are looking good at yeah. the time. So it's like baseball, dude. Like 
a 300 batting average is incredible, meaning you fail <laughs> seven <laughs> out of 10, ten times. times. Which is incredible. Yeah. It's true. But, you know, again, that, that goes back to the practice part of it. You're, you, you know, you have a passion for the practice of it. That's a lot of peas that I'm popping right now. But, you know, the first time, I mean, look, it's obviously I'm not a gifted athlete. So you show stuff that, that a lot of times I'm again, I'm like, man, it's just not working. I don't just, you know, put it on the back burner. I keep trying to get after it so I can try to at least get functional at it, you yeah, know. And then look, over I'm time, not, I'm I not a gifted that. athlete either. You're way more gifted than you give yourself. I'm not saying you're, you know, uh, Marcelo or no look know, I can perform Ryan. certain techniques yeah why when you take care of yourself man you're athletic okay. then but why do I why can I perform these techniques when you, you how did a, I acquire the technical you skill? go to the lab a lot you put a lot of work in the lab it's grit that is grit it's grit it I is. really have my dude looking back it's funny because I had uh I had like a pretty uh high opinion of myself when I was a kid for like my athletic ability. Yep. And I think it was, it was mainly, I think stemmed from the fact that like my, the neighborhood kids were not athletic. So comparatively, like I was pretty damn athletic. I was like big, I was fast, but beyond that, dude, I was just, I was gritty. I was yeah. gritty. Like I did, I wanted to be an athletic kid and therefore I, I, I acted as if, and it all kind of worked out. And, and then as I played like organized sports, yeah. I just convinced myself I was one of the more athletic kids on the field and I just behaved as though. Yeah. But then you like you get older and you meet athletes. Yes. I'm not one of those. Mm. You get no. a, Well, I mean I, look. I will say it and I think everybody that trains with you will say it, you you don't give yourself enough credit. And I'm not here to blow smoke up your ass. That's not why I'm saying this, but I'm saying is you may not be Gordon Ryan, which is pretty goddamn good. Are you talking about jujitsu or athleticism in general? two different things like my technical skill or my athlete my level of athleticism you, you couldn't do half the stuff you do on the mat if you weren't as athletic as you are i don't i don't buy that but that's your humility speaking right but i don't move particularly fast i'm not i'm not overly flexible i'm not i'm not agile you are agile you don't you don't have to be the fastest guy in the world i i agree i all right Gordon's not a very fast guy. So let's put it this way. If you saw me at like white belt and blue belt, you probably wouldn't be thinking like, look at all these athletic gifts this guy has. No, but you were, what you were doing was you were grinding through, accruing the knowledge base and building your, your, again, you know, we look at blue belt. It's a huge accomplishment to get your blue belt. Yeah. I mean, how many people get their blue belt in this not world? Not many. Not many, right? You get your blue belt. You still don't know shit. You still don't know anything. You don't know. You don't even know how to move your body correctly completely at that time. You're still. How many times have you? <laughs> I mean, how many times you see somebody? They go, "Oh my God, this athletic kid. He face plants trying to do a knee slide, you know, guard pass." Yeah, but you take somebody like like still Mike over. Horton. He's an athlete. Oh yeah, yeah. The Hortons are athletes, but they still have their moments of failure. For sure. I'm just saying the way that they can move. Yes, but they still. They still. There's many times that they don't move the way. It, they should. That's a lack of technical skill. Yes. I, I think what I what I think happens with me is like you guys all laugh when I'm like, you know, I'm not athletic. You guys, oh, it's I've, I've spent a lot of years, a lot of mad time, a lot of like mental capacity, a lot of like determination to acquire these certain movement patterns yes. in a jujitsu setting. They they I guess they mask the fact that I'm not that athletic. 
It and when I a, say it could be it as well. Tony and I were talking about me and Tony went out for sushi on Friday. I'm I'm still bloated from it. <laughs> All you can eat sushi, more carbs than I've had in, in six months. Um, we talked about this, like where we were talking about in the sense of like opening more locations and like wh what type of person would you want to be at the helm? Yeah. And the the truth is this: the truth, the call it the sad truth, or just call it the truth. If you're going to open up a jujitsu location, it behooves you to have the lead instructor fit, you know, good looking is, yeah. is always ideal. Like so the I'm truth, done. dude, the science is, no they, they do studies on this. Like <laughs> life is just easier for good looking people. You know what I mean? Like people tend to try, like they do blind yeah. studies where like they're more, people trust them more. They're, they're more inclined to like, like yeah. give them things. It's, it's crazy, but it's unfortunate, but it's true. So I'm, I'm just painting the ideal lead instructor, yeah. right? A, a decent size. Yeah. You know, like ideally you're like five foot 11 or six foot. You're 175 to 185 pounds. <laughs> Why? Because now you're, you're strong enough to train with big guys who come in and you're small enough to move with the little guys. Yeah. You can teach a kid's class without breaking one of their legs when you fall on them. <laughs> um, and you're just a little bit more imposing and like, yes. it's just, there's an ideal like aesthetic that people want to see. These are all truth bombs. They're, they're truth facts. Truisms. They're truisms. And uh, beyond that, like you, you want somebody to be like mildly athletic. However, you don't want them to be a super athlete. Yes. It's one of the reasons that like a lot of these like high High end jiu jitsu championship yes, champions, they, they can't run a, an academy because yeah. they don't know how to teach somebody who can't just inherently move the way they move. I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, you know, Ricardo is is like a he is definitely an out an outlier, and it's I think it's mostly because he's so smart that when he's teaching, it's more like he was like he was one of Danaher's teachers. Yeah. Ricardo was. It's all like theory and and like concepts and 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 principles it's not like man i like to get this grip and i like to dive through the leg and yeah, sometimes yeah. i get to the back it's like an engineer exactly yeah exactly it's like you can anybody can yeah. follow a blueprint not everybody can just like you know be fucking like a jazz musician yeah um but anyway we're painting that picture of like the ideal the instructor at a new location and we brought up the fact that both, like, because it kind of sounds like I'm talking about me and him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just kind of it works out that, like, I'm this size and, like, this this height and, like, I can communicate a certain way and that I'm not overly athletic. And he's like, he gave me that look. Yeah. Like, come on, professor. I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, you're athletic. Like, Tony's an Tony's athlete. very athletic. Like, he played college ball and, yeah. like, he's super athletic guy. Like, he could kick your head off your shoulders. You see him move in jujitsu. He's really impressive. However, you take me and Tony and you put us next to like professional athletes, we are not athletic. Yeah. Like the way a super athlete can move their body. Yeah. Like you watch, you know what's always alarming when you watch like uh, hard knocks in, in like football. Oh, yeah. And on the HBO. And you see the defensive linemen. 350 pounds. Doing guy. Like, like movement drills. Yeah. They're 300 pounds, yeah. ripped to the bone, and they can run. Like they're 180 pounds. Four, four, forty. Yeah, that's that's an athlete. Yes. In my opinion, that's an athlete. Or you take like a, like a, like a, like Kamaru, uh, Kamaru Usman. Usman. Yeah. Like the way that guy can move. You, yep. Those are athletes to me. I mean, I'm athletic. You're athletic. I'm an athlete in the sense that I've like pursued athletics yes. my entire life. 
But in terms of like natural gifts. And I agree with that 100%. And I, I look at her from the other side where I was probably always one of the least athletic guys. You know, right in the middle, I guess you could say. At best. But just not an athletic guy. Just, you know, I, I, I think anything I ever did, I was just never, never really good at it. I and mean, yet you found some success. Yeah, but I just don't. I'm too stupid to quit. I, I'm too stupid. That's to, this ex- book, dude. That's why this is so valuable. Yeah, I agree. I and you know it's funny. I love I love the book. I mean, here, take that. That's yours. Oh, thank you. And but you I, want the I tissue love, too or no? That's yours. I know. That's your snot rag. Are you gonna autograph it? <laughs> Sign I that did. for me. Sign I did. It. He did. DNA <laughs> sample. But no, I. I mean. And and I, I said it I believe the last podcast when we you were talking about I mean, it was like two years ago I forget when we did the last podcast but I think it was the last year last year sometime um, it was something that I was I was blessed to have my father that explained that to me that you're gonna have to no you matter said that last what podcast yeah and the one before that probably and the one before that I say I give my dad all the credit in the world man every he, podcast yeah I, I and I mean it. Well, dude, if, if somebody's listening and they're a parent, yeah. what's the lesson there? Yeah, well, you got to... You got to believe in your kid. You got to convince your kids that there's somebody to believe in. Yeah, it's that. And it's also that I'm not going to paint a, a pretty picture. It's because this world's not easy. It's not going to be all, you know, popsicles and sugar canes and all that crap. Rainbows it's, and unicorns. Yeah, all that crap. It's because that's that's a bullshit picture and I'd be doing my kid a disservice. It 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 is I'll tell you this. Like we who it, knows if unicorns are even nice. I mean they got a horn. What do you think yo, they use it for? We're guessing that they're nice. They oh, might be vicious creatures. I'm pretty sure they have to be at times. You don't know. Yeah. Like we always assume like, oh it's the world is rainbows and unicorns. Unicorns might be deadly. Yes. We don't know that. I know. Anyway, keep going. You got me thinking about unicorns. Uh, <laughs> you scared? <laughs> I'm pretty scared. But uh, it it was always, you know, and my father told me, he said, I, it's almost word for word. He goes, look, this world is mean. It's mean. And when he means mean, he doesn't mean, it's not going to always, things aren't going to go your way. Things are not going to go your way. Guaranteed to not go your way. Ex- there's a better chance it's not going to go your way than go your way. It's your ability to be able to embrace that and fight through it until you can make it go your way. And there's only one way that's going to happen. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, you're going to have to grind your ass through to get to where you want to be. You, you don't qualify for this job because you don't have this experience. How do you get the experience? Well, you better start learning start that. Start chipping better away. Better start doing it now. So you like to word, use the word grind, and it's not necessarily, I don't think it always has to be that, and that's important. That's important because yeah. there's, there's... And that's true. There's a lot of different routes to get there. Yeah. You know, like there's different ways to sneak in. Yeah. And we, we talk about that too. Like, like whatever the goal is, is on the other side of, of a wall. Some people are better suited to run through the wall like juggernaut. Yeah. Like face first. That's kind of, you just bumped your head against it. For, over and over and over For again. a decade. That's and why I look this bricks way. Fell down. But some people, they'll find the window and they'll climb through it. Some people will throw a grappling hook over and they'll climb up. Some yeah. people will trick the guy into opening the gate for them. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do this. There's also the one that I think I did where it was, and I, I I saw a window for an opportunity to do something, to achieve something, to start building up that toolbox. Every chance I got, I did that. 
I'm not a no guy. I'm a yes guy for the most part. Yeah. I'm like uh, Jim Carrey. Yes, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'll do that. Well, Jordan Peterson would say that's the best way to do it because there's really, there for a few reasons. One is there's no way to know what you, like we're talking about passion and perseverance. Yes. And you're not going to really be able to persevere for like a lifetime if there's no passion. Yes. But And we talked about the first step is, is finding interest in whatever it is. Yeah. But how the hell are you going to know what you're interested in it is you if you're not it. if you're not trying? Yes, yeah. that's one of the big things. Saying yes is so important. Yeah, I said to I forget who I said it to. I mean, it was one of my kids. I was saying you guys should try crew. You know the rowing thing. Yeah, I said why don't you try crew? Well, I don't want to do that. How do you know? It's just rowing. I go, How do you know? You've never done it. You know, and and I said that it might have been Carlo, and I said to him, I said. If you never... Is there a crew team here? A Cherokee? There's a true crew club in uh, Cherry Hill. I was going to say, if Cherokee River. has a crew club, like I... <laughs> Jesus. No. <laughs> you just want to be a coxswain. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it... it I, and the point that I was getting at with him was, try something. Try something. You should try something. Just go try it. Just try everything. Every experience is going to build you up. It's going to give you... A different view on things and even if you don't become an expert coxswain or a rower or whatever the hell it is you may gain a skill out of there sure it's not a <laughs> i think you're trying to say coxswain that's it what i don't know how they say i that. think the person at the front is, is the coxswain, coxswain and then the other are oarsmen oarsmen there it is but uh, the point that i was getting at is even if you don't become you know the michael jordan of rowing yeah, if you're you not a coxman, you, you're still gonna be, exactly. might be Scotty Pippen. It could be, but you could still learn a valuable skill out of that. Yeah, you can learn valuable skills and experiences out of almost everything you do. You know, unless it's you know Russian roulette. And usually, you're not, that's not a good one. Math. Yeah, There's, we have a long list of things you shouldn't do, but giving yourself an opportunity to to do something like that, you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. But if you don't say, "Hey, I'm going to do it," you're never going to know. Just like the people that have come to me. I mean, look. look I, I mean, everybody knows. Anybody that is on Facebook knows what I do because everything I post is pretty much that or Jen's baking because she's retired now. But it's, it, and, it, and my passion for it is the other thing. But yeah. the thing that, oh, I want to try it, come do it. Well, well, what? Just come do it. First class is free. What are you going to do? Come in, try it out. You can't do it financially. Well, let's find a way to make it work for you. Yeah. It's, but just come do it. And don't quit. Just come to the mat every day. I don't think we ever have the, I can't do it. We're so underpriced. Like, I, that's one of the things. That's the other thing that I Sometimes said. I want to just send, if somebody, we don't get that, actually. We don't get that objection because everybody's always shocked at how affordable this yes. place is. But sometimes I just want to have people go to other schools. Like, if these calls I get on with these karate school yeah. owners. If you guys saw how much tuition they, it's, and it's, it's three days a week, you can only take what three classes. Most of them is two, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Whatever, like because we've had guys come in here. It just inquire, how many classes could I take a week? I'm like, well, let's see. Some days we have well, there's three 31 classes. beginner classes <laughs> yes. a week. I'm like, you could take 31 class. You could take every fundamentals class you want. You could literally get your first stripe in a few days. Yeah, you could. You got to go <laughs> 6 a.m. Yeah, you could have it by Wednesday. Yeah, if you if you if you play your cards right, you could you know three days on the mat, which is kind of how Damien got his. I think Damien got his blue belt before the first week because he he took a hundred <laughs> classes, and now he got a knee replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around being able to articulate these things and, and like use these concepts that 
that when you start to see concepts emerge from different arenas and they seem to hold water, yes. you, you know that they're a universal truth. Like, yes. like the whole idea with this woman speaking about grit from a very sociological, psychological standpoint, then you hear Goggins talk about it and you hear Jocko talk about it and you experience it yourself on the mat and mm -hmm. all these different, it's just coming from different angles that aren't really interrelated. You just know it's true and you know there's something there. Yes. So like, how do we inject that into the program and how do we make it so like, we're all rowing the boat in the right direction, why? Because people are just gonna get so much fulfillment out of it yes. and purpose and why, even if, even if I were not doing it altruistically and I was just doing it selfishly to make the school bigger and better, people are gonna benefit from it so much, but yeah. that's not even really the case. Imagine an environment, which we're, we're there, we're there. I'm just trying to like codify it kind yes. of thing. Like, how do you codify the pursuit of grit? How do you codify passion and perseverance? I mean, jujitsu, I get Like, a jujitsu curriculum is kind of it. Yeah. You know, and the belt system, that's, that's kind of it. It, it. it, we, and we, we always speak in the term of jujitsu, because, I mean, it's a jujitsu podcast for the most part. But when you can see, you, you, t you wipe all the bullshit away and you see clearly, right? You kind of go, it's all here. It's, and it's not lies. Oh, dude, one of the things, and we didn't get into it when she was talking about purpose, but it's uh, a huge part of it, a huge part of it. And she interviews some like top performers. They all kind of come around by the end of it to say, the work I do in, in affects others. The work I do improves other people's yes. lives. So it's it starts with interest, and then it, it builds into like passion, and then like it grows and grows. But then there's like a, a a point of diminishing return if it's not improving the world in some way, and it's not involving other people. It it goes away. You yes. cannot you can't sustain that yes. for a lifetime. And maybe that's why I'm like so obsessed with with that whole aspect of it right now, like making everybody's lives better because. I've been at this a long time, man. I'm, I'm 15 years in on this yeah. jujitsu journey alone. Not nine just nine is a black belt. Nine is a black belt. A little bit more than nine. Yeah, um, I'm I'm deep into it, and and I've got a really long way to go. But I'm already, you know, begin with the end of mine, and I try to look down the road a little bit. If I'm going to sustain this pace, dude, this is like a pretty demanding lifestyle we live. Like, yeah, me and Tony were talking about that because Tony's performing at an incredibly high level right now. And I was like, man, like I appreciate where you're at, and like you're you're revving the engine. However, we need to find like a like a sustainable RPM. Yes. I don't want you getting burnt out, kind of thing. You don't want to blow the engine. And what you realize is, if you're going to sustain something like this over a lifetime, you better you better be involving other people. Yes. Like the more the more people find like purpose, fulfillment, and achievement, and and gratitude and, and just growth and all these things on the mat, the more that happens here at, at our school, the more sustained I become. Yes. That's why like, I think I'm becoming not obsessed with it, but like, this is where I'm wrapping my head around. It's a positive. What is that? Uh, was that a pyramid scheme? Sure. Like, Ponzi scheme. Pon no, no, not a Ponzi, the pyramid scheme where the one guy starts it. The other two start doing it. They start making money. They throw it up. They throw the money up to those guys. So that what was that? Sure. Out, um, what was that called? Amway. <laughs> this is jujitsu Amway. But instead of it being money, 
it's purpose and fulfillment. It's purpose and fulfillment. Yeah, and it actually. You're and right. That's the way I look at. it. Well, it goes both. It goes to it's it. There's a there's a, a counter give and take. flow. There's a give and take. Well, man. and and the truth is, you got to take that pyramid and you invert it. Invert it. Out, like exactly. I'm at the bottom, trying to like balance it. Yeah. And I'm I'm driving all like my passion and, yeah. and everything, my energy upward, but a lot of it kind of seeps back. Down. Here's the benefit. Here's what you have, just for awareness. You don't have to give the passion. You have a staff that's got passion. You have a lot. I mean, you yeah, have over five hundred people full of passion. I know, I know. But if I didn't mat, if I didn't mirror that, it and you do, work. I will. But, yeah, but you don't have to fake it. That's the best thing. You don't need to post up some bullshit because we see it. We see it in your eyes. But and what if? It, what if? It, what if you didn't? Oh, I'd be at America kicking him. Well, let's look at the window, <laughs> Steve. No, I am. Dude. I am. No, dude. The truth is, if if you didn't see that, we my, wouldn't be here. Face, you probably wouldn't be. We wouldn't here. be. And here. even if you were, you probably you would, and Tony would, because yeah. we'd still be training. Yes. And you guys would still have each other. Yeah. But this, it just wouldn't, wouldn't be, be the same. same. It wouldn't be the same. I had uh, posted. There's got to be congruency from the top. Everything has to be aligned. Exactly. There's got to be alignment. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's six years now. Thank God you're wiping that off. <laughs> I got my uh, black keys six six years ago, and it was, you know, I, I posted up and I didn't really, I put a little thing up there which is good, but it's, it real. I mean, in my it the black belt is obviously the most really super important in my life as an achievement. That black key, the purpose, mm-hmm. you know, it went from just trying to help out around here as much as I can and doing stuff like that. It was like, you know, I got my letterman. I finally got my letterman's purpose slash responsibility. Yeah. And you knew that I always, my passion was from the very first time I walked through, I had a passion for this and passion for everything that we do here. But it's something that it's that call to that. Oh shit moment where you go, Oh shit. This is this is for real now. It's serious. It is serious. And again, there's two ways to look at conflict, fight or flight. But I took off. I took off. You know, I, I mean, I still can't speak uh, correctly. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm, uh, you know, not exactly the it's best part, at what I do. It's part of your charm. Yeah, it's, I'm not the best at what I do, but I bring, <clears throat> I put every ounce of my passion in everything we do. Yeah, uh, and the truth is you, you benefit from it more than the people you serve it's so that's the funny thing about giving yeah it's i get i get high off it yeah you know what i mean i mean i almost want to use the <laughs> i can't do it don't but <laughs> don't even if it gives you pause it's got to be awful because you don't really have a filter no i don't i don't but it's it's literally i want and i'm i'll just use the term high there's a you get a high from it and it's mentally spiritually Everything that you get out of it. Yeah, dude, serving other people is a selfish endeavor. It's yeah. such a paradox. Yeah. It's and crazy how that works. Like, the more you give, the better you feel. 100%. So, and like, I was trying to wrap my head around, like, what, if, if I was going to boil down, like, my philosophy on what makes a good life, like, what would it be? And I kind of just come up with some of our buzzwords, but now we're starting to realize why these buzzwords are so powerful here. Like, one is grit. Like, recipe for a good life you've got to you've got to be able to you need some sort of endeavor that allows you to develop and practice grit yes and grit itself that includes 
the passion and the perseverance, you know, the, um, the interest, the passion, the, the, the hope, the whole, all the, the purpose and the yeah. hope, the things we talked about in that book, grit itself, that one word encapsulates so, so much. much, right? Like you would say you got to get after it. Yeah. Every you day. know what I mean? That's kind of like grit. It only is. Not as Neanderthalish. <laughs> the other one would be tribe. You know, so like on one hand, like you got to be getting after it. And a lot of that is like, like a very deeply personal endeavor. And then tribe checks all those other boxes. You are a human. You are a social creature. Yes. You need to be in these tight knit groups. You need interdependence. You yeah. need to outsource your sanity. You need to outsource like, you know, a lot of the craziness that goes on in your head. Yeah. Like you need the people around you to kind of set you straight. And yes. you need people that you respect. You need people who hold you accountable. You need people who can pick you up when you fall down. Yes. You need somebody who's going to catch you. Like you need all these things. If you don't have it, you're fucked. Yes. It's true. It's true. So grit and tribe. And what else? Like I think that that might be just about it, man. Like those two things. Like a good life. What else would it be? A baconator from Moors. Baconators help, man. They do help. I would say you need I mean the physicality is part of it. The like, resource to give back. I mean that's that's yeah, kind of that's like that's all part of the tribe. It's part of the grit it's, and tribe. Yeah. I mean it's it's insane how that is. It's true. One hundred percent true. Look how lucky we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I posted this up earlier. And it's again, it's like I told you this morning, I got up this morning, man, I just had this this dry this new year, same me. Because mm -hmm. I like who the hell I am, and I'm doing pretty good, I think. I could do better, and I will do better. But it's like, it was from uh, the great Dr. Martin Luther King. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And this just coincides with what I was just saying as far as getting the black key. And you don't have to have a black key to get back on the mat no. or off the mat. And that's how the tribe becomes stronger. When you see the person next to you that you, you, you okay, look, this person's kind of struggling. They may or may not want to come back to class. You hear them say something or intimate something in conversation. And you take your teammate and you pat him on the back, say, man, come on in tomorrow. Let's get after it. I'll train with you tomorrow. Let's do this. Let's do that. So it is go, it goes back to the tribe. It goes, everything I, I'm well, everybody plays a role. Every and that's the thing. Everybody's and a cog no in the wheel. Two roles are the same. No, no, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, it is. I really liked what uh, Aladdin said at his black belt speech that everyone is someone's favorite training partner. Yeah, you probably just don't even know it. Yeah, that's true. That's like if you're a white belt listening to this, you probably have no idea, but somebody in class, you are their favorite training partner. Yeah. Their, their day gets better when they see that you're in the lineup. I like, I say this. There's guys here that I hate to train with, and I love it. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get, you're going to go deep. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. I'm going to, some grit and determination will get me through it. But it doesn't always have to be like that, too. Keep that in mind. No, like no, some it people, doesn't. Dude, I did a role with Pasha maybe before the new year. And uh, we went hard. <laughs> you know, Pasha's tough as nails, yes. dude. You know, he's tough. And it was in the gi. And uh, we went hard. We went hard. And, you know, I ended up, like, grinding on him. And when it was over, he had this big, cheesy Kool-Aid smile. And he goes, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just some people, they that's yeah. they love it. Yeah. That's how their their body responds just so well to just the, the trenches. Yeah. 
not everybody's like that. And you don't have to be like that. It could be your favorite training partner. It could be the guy or a girl who you roll around like idiots, like Miller. Yeah. Miller's flopping around, slapping the mat, giggling, smacking your butt. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. Unless, you know, if I tell him to turn it up, he, he, turn, will. he can. Oh, yeah. But uh, you watch him train with most lower ranks. He's rolling around. He's going yeah. upside. He's having a lot of fun. And the person loves it. That could be your favorite training yeah. partner. One of the things I, I really encourage you guys to do is, like, don't leave these kinds of things unsaid. Yes. You know? Like, it's not as, as there's not so much finality as, like, you know, when my mom died. Yeah. There were a lot of things unsaid. And I have to live with that. Yes. And luckily, a lot of things were said. And I don't want to be so dramatic to say it's the same thing. But one day, you're going to show up to class and that favorite training partner it's might not, not be, be here. here. Because for some reason, they, they just didn't get in step with the tribe. For yep. some reason, they didn't fall in love with the journey. And it could have been as simple as like you reaching out your hand and saying, dude, I love training with you. Yeah. You're my favorite training partner. That can go a really long way. Yeah, that's huge. That's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, I mean, we can, you can have one thing, one little statement, one little pat on the back. And we talk about it as a staff. That one little thing can turn... Uh, someone that's on the verge yeah. into a lifetime of passion and improvement on the mat. Yeah. One little thing. Think of how much, think how powerful that is. Well, it's so difficult for people to communicate truthfully. You know, yes. it's, it's yeah. hard, to, especially, especially when you're in a, 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 an environment where you would think it's a ego bunch of like, and meat heads yeah, and meat like heads, you know, yeah. we're, this is a combat sport. Yeah. I find it to be the, like, once you're here for long enough, you realize, like, this is where people are the most vulnerable. Yes. You take somebody like Professor Steve, like, he'll he'll share his, his deepest feelings with yeah. you on the mat, and, like, very open, honest, and he's very congratulatory, and he's very supportive, because he's been on the mat for 25 years. Yeah. So, one of the things that I always like to say when, when somebody, when I hold somebody in high regard, it's usually because... They own a lot of themselves. Yeah. And one of the things that you want to do is get to a point where you own enough of yourself where you can give some away. Mm -hmm. An example would be if you're rolling with somebody and a lower rank especially and you're kind of letting them do stuff and they find some success, you don't have to tell them that you let them do it. Yeah. You're, you're allowed to give some of yourself away. And another example would be somebody's doing really, really well that one of your peer groups and maybe they caught you or they're just they look great maybe they lost weight maybe yeah. their jujitsu just looks way better than it used to i know it's uncomfortable for most people unfortunately but it's okay to stop and say dude i just gotta tell you yeah dude, how much weight how much weight did you lose you yeah. look you, you look, look great. really good yeah or man your jujitsu is getting so much better like you you're kicking my ass yeah. you're kicking my ass like a month ago i you i we were like dead even. You're yep. kicking my ass, man. Good for you. There's a lot of times I train, and I'm, I don't, I don't want to say I'm loosey with it, but I, I'm, I love acknowledging people like that. I love training with somebody and saying, damn, you feel damn, good. dude, you feel great. Well, the funny thing is for us, man, is, you know, in a lot of ways we're at the top of the food chain. So if I tell somebody they feel great, they look at me like, what you told, you just submitted me three times. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the, but you don't you understand don't it. it. You don't I had to it. work my ass off to yes, get those. yes. And, you know, a month ago, I was getting you five times yep. not not trying hard. Yes. That's it, a huge thing that they're not going to realize. And we've talked about it. And, and look, I mean, we can't put it all out on the podcast. We have our conversations amongst the staff, and we're just yeah. talking to bullshit and stuff like that. 
or on the message group and you'll you'll go man that guy's freaking nails yep. somebody turn the corner dude whenever somebody turns the corner we go right to the coaches group and i'll be like dude fonz turn the corner yeah or like vandenberg turn the corner yeah. or kenny z evan kenny z evan evan, evan turn the corner yeah. like I, I the list goes on man. yeah but we don't hesitate in that coaches group to say like who's doing incredibly well exactly and then we say who's bringing the bat to take their knee out in yeah. the park, in the yeah. park. <laughs> Joking guys, joking guys. Nah, it's funny because we'll be like, oh, like, you know, whoever is doing really well, he's turning that corner. And then somebody will be like, well, how's he doing with what's his name? Yeah. You know, because you try to play like jujitsu math. Yeah. Just so you guys know, like peering behind the curtain, we're, we're a lot like you guys. Yeah. You know, like we're students too. And we're your class. And I, in a lot of ways, we're just your classmates. We, we're just at the front of the yeah. line. And, and, and there is a lot of. Yo, did you see that match this weekend? And pop, 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 and we're talking about the technical details. But it's also it. not just who's a, who's like turning that corner on the top of the food yeah. chain. Like sometimes it'll be like, dude, the, you know, uh, Casey was taking intermediate class on Tuesday, and yeah. she was hitting. She hit a Delaheva sweep. I went to say goodbye to Tony. I was leaving, and she hit a Delaheva sweep. And I'm yeah. like, this is why we have this class. Yeah, this is why we have intermediate. It's not for Zeph. No. You know, like who I could throw him into advanced and, you know, he's ready. Casey just hit a Delaheva sweep. Yeah. Man. And like if you flash back four months, she wasn't she wasn't capable of that. Or confident. And enough. you should have seen her face. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't try to hijack the moment because, you know, in a lot of ways, Tony's been her main yeah. instructor and you. Yeah. So Tony knew to be like, holy shit, dude. Good that's job. Awesome. But I was happy to see it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I'll grab Tony. I'll be like, dude. That was really incredible. Yeah. Like on Friday when I was talking to Tony, I'm like, that's why we have the intermediate program. Yeah. It's to it's to facilitate the growth of people like that. Exactly. 100%. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. That's that's the perfect way but to we, put it. But we talk about these things. Yeah. We talk about it often. All the times. And the one thing that it's, it's never about us. A common phrase is, dude, you know who feels good lately? Yeah, exactly. You know who feels good lately? It's true. And, and the common, again, we say it all the time. How do we make it better for everybody? How do we improve this for everybody? It's not us. It's everybody. It's yeah. the majority. That's the thing, people. The majority of this academy is not the, was it 10 of us on the staff? No. It's the 550 plus that come to class every I'm glad day. you said that, dude. One of, the, one of the things that I want, especially the students you know, who are here, I want you guys to understand something. When you're, when you're enrolled here, the mistake is, of course, the instructors play a huge role in the value of the program. Yes. And my personal working knowledge of jujitsu and like battles working knowledge of, of like the new up and coming crazy stuff. That's important. Right. But that is not our quote unquote product. Yeah. Like when you guys are paying your tuition, it's not to like just have me teach you guys the arm bar. Yes. What you're really like, quote unquote, paying tuition for not quote unquote, you're fucking paying tuition for to have access to the student body in yes. this environment training partners you're yeah dude the tr the class structure and the training partners that's really the environment that's the forge in which you are you know putting your steel yes that's not us to a certain extent it is it is but you want access to this environment and it's the people as a, like the colony as a whole the tribe as a whole yep. that is so transformative we're providing them a paint set they get to go paint yeah. That's pretty much the shortened, you know, tiny, pretty trees, brush, brush, brush. I would say it's more, 
here's a shitty metaphor for you. That's my job. It's more like they're driving their car through like the automatic car wash. Yeah. And like at first it's the, the tentacles. <laughs> that's like rolling with Vandenberg. And then the next one is like the spinny thing. <laughs> and that's rolling with like, I don't know, Dan Quinn. Yeah. And then it's like the next one is the thing that comes over the vacuum, like over the top. Each student plays a different role in yeah. like cleaning you up. Yes. Way, way less than whatever the instructor is just pontificating about that day. Exactly. Look, you're going to get little nuggets of, of, of details and mm -hmm. techniques. It's the fucking environment. It's the people, the, the training environment, and your classmates. That's what is so transformative. If you didn't have classmates, you'd be doing jiu-jitsu by yourself. The quality of your classmates. Yeah. The culture that we've, yeah. we've cultivated here is what I'm really pointing to. Oh, I know. I know. Casey's here now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I just saw her oh, and Marty. She? Went, yeah, she's here. Big Good. props to her. Nice. Good yep. stuff. That's awesome. All right, dude. Public service announcement, people. Uh, the devil's out right now. Uh, Girl Scouts are selling their cookies. Oh, God. Melissa came home with six boxes. <laughs> I, bought, I went to Scotto's the other day to pick up pizza for the family, and they're like... Uh, cookies i'm like oh. oh here we go all right i'm how, only gonna get two is, boxes how much is a box going for these days 550 for a box of that's of not cookies. too bad no no but the cookie you get less and less cookies every year anyway yeah i just had to point that out i found it funny i was joking with the i figured i was joking with somebody about it they said hey did you see the girls got cookies i'm like it's crack dealers yeah they got me in their pocket. I had a couple of peanut butter crunches last night what minor, are you do? John, i was watching a giant i celebrated yeah 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 i don't blame you um, dude, kids bell promotions are on Saturday. Yes. And we're completely, uh, reimagining our approach to a kids bell promotion. Cause they're, they're huge. They're packed. And we were leaving too much on the table. We couldn't have made them more powerful. Like it used to be like pretty much a, like a class, Yes, which is powerful in its own right. Having 60 kids on the mat doing jujitsu at the same time. However, we're going to do it completely different. It's going to almost be like a demo of each program. This is awesome. Put the kids on the spot a little bit. Yep. Let them. We're going to highlight them a little bit more. It's going to be powerful. And then following that, I believe next week, because I'm going to be in, in Florida for a seminar, but hopefully before that, if we can get it scheduled in time, if not, when I get back, we got a lot of adult belts going out. Yeah. I think we've got like 25 blue belts going out. That's insane. Insane. And we got a lot of high belts going out. That's good. Very exciting times. That's awesome. Again, achievement. That's achievement. It. That's it. And it's just a step on the path. It's just a step on the path. And you guys it's good are good to stop and get recognized in front of your peers. Where else in your life? And I, I love pointing out on this when we give out when I give out a stripe is where else in your life do you get called out in a positive manner and say genuinely and sincerely say you're doing an awesome job. Here's your stripe. Congratulations. Pat right. yourself on the back because it's you that got you here. Yeah. We just helped you. We facilitated you. That's yeah. it. Jiu-Jitsu. It's a beautiful thing. All right, dude. We'll talk in a week. Good being back. I'll see you in a month. <laughs> see you guys. Take care, guys.